You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go Welcome back into another TSR fan episode, everybody. This week, we've been chosen to break down the Philadelphia Eagles and also have brought on another super fan of the team. That super fan is Jake Boyer, and again, is a guy that Bo and myself know very well. Jake, how's everything going, man? I'm doing good, man. I got my bathing suit on. I got my Eagles jersey on. I'm ready to have some fun <laughs> with this thing. It does sound like you're ready to have fun. Bo, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk with one of my good buddies um, about the eagles we we've done this so much off air it's time it's fine it's a good time to put this thing like you know on a recording yeah man i i can't wait to break it break down the eagles it's an awesome team to break down i think they got a lot of cool stuff going on with the team um but jake i wanted to talk about last season for the eagles um you guys finished nine and seven first in the nfc east so you won the division um everybody got to watch miles sanders break out it looks like he's going to be a great running back for the organization um, y'all had some unfortunate injuries to Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Zach Ertz, and Carson Wentz. Um, and a lot of that pretty much ultimately resulted in them, in them losing to the Seattle Seahawks in the wildcard round. Um, but I want you to tell us what the 2019 season was, you know, for you as a fan. I mean, how, how did that season go and play out from a fan standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I, I think all injuries uh, aside and everything, um, I, I thought it was a pretty good season. I definitely had us um, – coming out with a better record and everything, but uh, there's definitely one word that comes to mind for, for last year. I think it's resiliency, um, just kind of going through all of that. Um, like you said, I mean, all those all those key guys going down and, um, you know, just losing to the Dolphins. Um, you know, thank God we were in uh, the NFC East and the, and the Cowboys choked as mm. bad as we did. So <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that definitely helped us out. Um, yeah, then there was the, uh, you know, the end there, you know, what, what fan uh, never wants to hear, and that's when the season ends, and it was just tough seeing uh, Carson Wentz going down in that in that playoff game uh, against the Seahawks. Uh, some could call it a chip, uh, cheap shot and everything, but I think um, overall – I, th- I think, I think Josh- you definitely can call it a cheap shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Remind us of the cheap shot. Tell us what happened on that play. You know, I, I I was uh at a bar and you know a lot of things are happening at once and everything and yeah. I just I look up and I see my quarterback on the ground and oh. you know I see uh replays of it and yeah I mean I you know these guys are playing so fast so you never really know but you know from what I saw I mean Carson Wentz was on the ground you know he, he didn't even give himself up I mean he was just yeah. down and it looks like I mean Clowney just came out of nowhere and, yeah you know speared him is, is yeah the that's, word that's the hearing. best word i was gonna say is just he got speared by clowny 100 percent. i think and i think it was like you said jake these guys are moving so fast like it's you, you almost don't even have time to think they just see football and want to tackle football so i mean that that's a lot of how it is um his, his but, head kind of just like slapped the ground on that yeah thing too, it did wasn't it yeah oh god but i don't know about i think Talking about Carson Wentz in general, I think he's just been so unfortunate with like the timing of his injuries, the way they've happened, and what's happened because of them. Now, obviously, he got a Super Bowl ring out of you know being injured, but I don't think that's the way he wanted it to go. Oh, and, you definitely know, not. 
And another thing is, you know, Carson Wentz, and this is what's kind of upsetting. And I, you know, I understand, you know, where some point some people are coming from, but you know, no one's ever going to credit, even though that Carson Wentz did everything that year to get them to where they were for the Super Bowl. Everyone's going to credit Nick Foles with it, and that's right. something that I, I think it, it's kind of upsetting. What 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 uh, game was it, Bo, when they went? Or Jake? What what game was it when Wentz went out that year? Do y'all remember when he stopped playing that season and Nick Foles took over? I, I can't. I can't remember. It had to be close to like week twelve, somewhere around in there. And I think Carson Maybe Wentz was going to win the MVP that year. I, th- I think he was. I he mean, was he on pace for it. I remember I that. Think, he was having a great year. Oh, he yeah. was having an unreal year. So I think he definitely could have won it. And speaking of Carson Wentz, I mean, do y'all think the NFL is disrespecting this dude a little bit? This dude uh, last year. I think, uh, last I think year. A, go ahead. Go ahead, Bo. Tell well, me. I was just saying, I think, a lot, I think a lot of players that get the the wrongful title of a guy who gets hurt get get kind of the, the, the short end of the stick by the NFL. I think the guys who rate the NFL and stuff like that. So, so let me ask you guys this. I want to ask Eagles fan and my co-host this one question. When Wentz is healthy, if you're asking me, I think this dude is a top seven quarterback for sure. When he's healthy and he's playing Carson Wentz football, I think he's a top seven quarterback. Do y'all disagree or agree with that statement? I agree. I mean, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you have your, your Carson Wentz that has his weapons, and then you got your Carson Wentz that doesn't have his weapons sometimes. And, you know, even – even still, he uh, he still finds a way to, you know, win some games and have some good games at that. Yeah, and he's got the arm. He's got the mobility. I just think he's a great leader. Um, and, and by all you know, everything I've ever heard, he's an awesome guy. So you know, I just I just hate to see that injuries have have made big problems for him. It's throughout such his bad, career. such bad, such bad luck. Like you said, that it's like the poor timing of the injuries. I mean, it was a late season when you know when they were headed down the path of being Super Bowl contenders and winning the Super Bowl, and then this one in the first quarter of a playoff game. You know, I mean it, and it, and it's the tackles already being made, and the biggest guy on the field lands on his head. You know what I'm saying? It's not exactly that he can't help that. You know, and and it. You get a poor label going down the road. There's, I mean, I think there's there's been several players. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's kind of gotten that that little you know that that title on him where he gets hurt and people doubt him all the time. But he's a great player. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't mean they're not great players. It means you know they're just unfortunate with injuries. But last yeah. year, this guy threw you know Carson Wentz threw for four thousand yards, twenty seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. And I don't think you hear anything about that, even though you know that's not knocking it out of the park. But I mean, that's a very good season, especially when you had to deal with injuries too, and he missed some time. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that that's a really good year. And I put a poll out, Jake, just to see what people would say, because I knew I was going to do the Eagles podcast with you. So I put a poll out on my Twitter saying, who is the best quarterback in the NFC East? Because I wanted to know. I wanted to see how many people would say Dak is, how many people oh, yeah. would say Carson was. And mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, 55% of the people voted Carson Wentz was the best quarterback in the NFC East, which I agree with. I think he is the best quarterback. 33% said uh, Dak. And then – uh, Daniel Jones had actually had more votes than I thought he would get, and then wow. uh, which which is a lot probably a lot of Giants fans. Yeah, a lot of people in New York. And there was one Dwayne Haskins vote, with, which made me happy. But um, I, I think I think talent wise and just by what he's able to do, I think he is the best quarterback in the division. I think as an Eagles fan, I've talked to you a lot, a lot about this, Jake. Like you always say, like it's awesome having Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Like it's just awesome having him out there on the field hopefully you know every game that you can't see him out there but um 
I just think he's a great quarterback. I always thought he was going to be, you know, the better quarterback um, in his draft class. I never thought it was a good idea the Rams took golf over him. Um, and, Bo, you liked Wentz over golf when he was coming out, didn't you? Loved it. Loved it. I mean, I just thought he checked more of the boxes. He's a, he's a specimen on top of how his mental acumen, his leadership and all that, you know. He's a good, he's a great, not good athlete. He's a great athlete. I mean, and you see, there's a lot of quarterbacks, you know, the John Elways. I mean, even people don't realize that the Ben Roethlisberger's, they come out and the Drew Brees, they come out, they're great athletes, you know, on top of being a really good quarterback. And, and people don't really think about that. You know, they don't, they don't really put that together though. He's the quarterback. He wears a red Jersey in practice. Well, Carson Wentz is a freak athlete on top of being what he is as a teammate and as a quarterback, you know, where people think it's just the mental part of the game that he has to be good at. But, I mean, no one – I don't think it's hard to find a quarterback, definitely not in his division, that throws – the hardest, the hardest throw in football, which is like that ten yard out route. You know, you got to you got to laser that thing in there so the cornerback doesn't jump it. Carson Wentz hits that throw. He's, oh, he's got it's got the arm. He's he checks every box on top of his mental acumen. So I mean, I love Carson Wentz. I loved him coming out in that draft. I thought it was a no brainer. He's a mountain of a man too. He's yeah, huge. Oh, yes, yeah. he's massive. He's absolutely huge. I yeah, think he'd I, be, I love he'd be doing – if he wasn't being a quarterback, he would be doing another sport where he'd be super successful probably. Oh, for sure, for sure. The guy's just got the athletic ability mm-hmm. that he could he could probably do anything he really wanted to do if he put the time in on it. Absolutely. Yeah, those, those first two years, man, you really saw his athleticism like early on. Out of the gate. I mean, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's really taken more of like, you know, a pocket passer role lately, I think. But he can still get out there, man. I think he's just advised not to. <laughs> and, the Eagle, and the Eagles have been doing right by him and drafted lots of offensive linemen. Yeah. Oh, they, I can't wait to talk about that offensive line. Their, their offensive line oh, yeah. is so good. So good, Jake. And, that, and please, please make sure you um, you take every second that you have that. Because believe me, as a fan of <laughs> when my it goes team, away, I, I don't have that. And I, 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 it's something I'm worried about constantly. So so definitely be thankful that you have a great offensive line, man. Because we've done a great job drafting oh, linemen. They have, dude. They have. Yeah, I, I agree. And but by the way, by the way, can we just talk about real quick? I, I was going to wait, but I can't. Because now we're on the topic of the offensive line. I had, I had to say it. I mean, it's part of Winston's. Can we talk about Jason Peters? Can we talk about Jason Peters, guy, uh, guys? Um, Jake, you just got another huge – I'm not going to say it's an addition. He's just, right. you know, coming back to the team. But, it's like you yeah, never left, back. man. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so happy. And, bro, what do you keep saying about Jason Peters, man? Well, he's great. I'm thinking, I think he's going to – he's one of the – he's generational. I mean, I think he's going to be – I don't think you're going to see much of a – like a change in like quality of guard when he, when he moves over to guard, I think you're just, you're keeping him in a good spot where he doesn't have to be out in space as much. It's going to be a, it's a less athletic position. And as he's gotten older, it's good for him. It's going to be good for his body, you know? And like you said, but you, you always say whenever <clears throat> we bring it up, you're always like, well, the league is better with Jason Peters. In it. Oh, true. Yeah, I do say that. Yeah, I do. It, it is better. I mean, if you look at him, he, he walks in, he walks in a room and you're like, oh my God, who is that? That's the alpha in the room. You know, the I mean, bodyguard, it, man, yeah, bodyguard is back. Nowadays, look at tackles nowadays. They're all so tall and thin for offensive linemen. And he's like the opposite. He's a house. And you know what I'm saying? It's going to be such an a easy move over for him, in my opinion. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be like like you said. You were talking about this the other night, bro. You were talking about just how like he's not going to have to do as much. He's not going to have to to you know his kick step. He's not going to have to um to, like he's going to keep up with these freakishly athletic ends that are coming out of the league. Exactly, nowadays. exactly. You know I mean? now, it's now all going to be in front of his face. 
He's going to yeah, have to pull but, a little but the bit. Blo- but, but those blocks, when you're pulling and you're trapping, the block's going to show up in his face. He's a reed man. You know, he's exactly. not going to really, unless it's like zone stuff, I mean, he's really not going to have to go seek out much much work. You know, he'll just stay in his lane. The guys will come to him a lot of the time. They'll be lined up usually with a man right over top of him or inside him. So, I mean, yeah. that's something that's great for him. And it's not gonna it's not gonna be as much wear and tear on his groin. Yep. It's not gonna be his as much wear and tear on his hamstrings. Exactly. His, his biceps, his arms. You see a lot of tackles and ends. They tear their biceps and their pectorals from trying to reach out and get a hold of people. Fast rushers that are still really strong. He's not gonna have to do that. He's gonna have to take on the rush in his face. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good. And I think you've just got another amazing guy added back to the offensive line that was already good. It's not like the <laughs> offensive line needed Jason Peters. You know, yeah, it's, it, I'm exactly. not trying to say that Jason Peters is a great player, but they didn't need him back to be a great offensive yeah. line. And now you've got him back and you're adding him to that. And it's just it's just awesome to see. Well, I, think, um, I think the 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 COVID uh, lack of minicamp and all that is going to work in the reverse for Jason Peters and that he doesn't have as many miles on his body going into the season. There you so go. I think the, the extra rest is going to help him. 100%, man, 100%. But, Jake, I want to talk about the the players that you guys added in free agency and some of the guys that left. Um, some of the big ads, I have three really big ads. Um, obviously, number one to me was y'all getting Darius Slay because y'all have some good receivers in that division, man, and you got to have somebody to cover them. And everyone knows Darius Slay is an absolute stud. He dude's a lockdown corner. Everyone, everyone knows that. Um, and, you know, this dude played a massive part in the Lions secondary and has become a top-tier cornerback in the league. And I think the fit is great. I think it is a great fit for Slay to end up in Philly. Um, and obviously, he's going to immediately help out the team's secondary. Um, and then I got Marquise Goodwin, man. That's a lot of speed to add. Me and Bo were just talking about how yes. much speed no, they add one. to this team, man. Um, I mean, speed kills. That's the best. That's the best way you can put it. I mean, look at the Chiefs. Look what the Chiefs just did with all their speed. Um, you know, the Eagles. They, they got a huge. It's a huge vertical threat. He's a guy that goes over the top and gets behind the safeties. Um, and y'all got him for a fifth round pick. Um, and I, I didn't know that. I actually didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. But y'all got Marquise Goodwin for a fifth round pick in the 2020 draft. He's a little um, bit injury plagued, but I mean, that's I definitely what I was like with, comes with that explosiveness. Yeah. yeah, if if he can stay healthy, obviously last season his, his season was cut short. Uh, I think it was I think it was knee issues, and I think he may have had an ankle issue. But um, if he can get healthy and regain his form, Wentz is going to have a guy that can go deep. And Wentz is going to – you're actually going to be able to see Wentz just launch that ball because the dude's got a massive arm. So he's going to be able to launch um, launch footballs in Marquise Goodwin's direction. And then the one that Bo – I'm not going to say Bo likes it the most, but the one Bo is definitely the most familiar with, y'all signing Javon Hargrave um, from the Steelers. Um, he's a huge signing on defense for the team. and It's a major add at either nose tackle or defensive tackle. Um and obviously, Hargrave, Hargrave had a great year last year. He had 60 yep. tackles, four sacks, one forced fumble, played all 16 games. I just think this is a massive get for y'all's defensive line. And I honestly cannot wait to see Hargrave in a Philly jersey. I know Bo is going to disagree with that. Oh, but, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm very upset that he's not playing for the Steelers. But Bo won't even let me day. call him Grave Digger, man. He was like, nah, that's, <laughs> that's the Steelers nickname. Like, he's, he's that salty about it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, but, Jake, God. did I miss anybody, man? Were those three of the, the top dudes you, you had on your list of who you think was a, a the big additions to the team? Or, or is there anybody I'm missing from that? You definitely got the the top ones. Um, I'm I'm pumped about Darius Slay. I mean, it's he's a great pickup um, in a position we've been 
hurting that for a while now. Um, he picked uh, 24 in honor of uh, Kobe Bryant, who's my favorite uh, Philly native, and he, you know, shouted out to him and everything. So I thought that was all great to see. Um, and I saw uh, two more guys that we picked up, and these are guys that I think can start. Um, it's it, you know, they're going to have a, a competition going, obviously at, at safety and outside mm-hmm. linebacker. Yeah. But uh, we picked up Will Parker, or sorry, Will Parks and uh, Jatavis Brown. Um, okay, yeah, backer. So, um, well, Jatavis Brown, you're probably right. Jatavis Brown is probably going to start. I actually didn't even think about that. He yeah. probably is going to start. Um, what do you think was the bigger ad between those two guys or what was bigger ad for the team? Will Parks or Jatavis Brown? Ah, you know, I guess we'll, we'll kind of just have to see. I think Jatavis Brown, just because, I mean, there's just not a lot going on at linebacker right now. I think he can get in there and, you know, immediately start playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's rumors of, you know, Jalen Mills moving over and, and playing safety and everything yeah. and, you know, our, you know, our other draft picks. So, I mean, we'll, We'll um, get into that. But, yeah, I think there's going to be a competition there for sure. Bo, is there anyone that you wanted to mention that uh, Philly added during the offseason that you thought was huge? Uh, I mean, you obviously know how I feel about the Hargrave position, uh, that addition. It's just – it killed me. But, I, I mean, that's that's probably my favorite outside of Darius Slay. Darius Slay is a, an absolutely stellar cornerback to add to your team. I think he's going to fit great in the Schwartz defense. Um, I think the additions were – the, the additions they made really fit their scheme uh, big time. And I think Jake's right about um, – I think Jalen Mills is probably going to move inside. And I think what they did was was they made their safety room with the addition of Will Parks, and we'll get to it, the drafting of Kayvon Wallace. They've given themselves options to go through if they don't like what they've done moving over to strong safety. So yeah. uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I think the Eagles are setting themselves up to – to have a good deep defense, you know, it's at least, at least at the defensive line and and at cornerback. And I mean, with the addition of Roby Coleman, uh, I think he's going to start. I think he's just probably more natural corner that you want out there. Um, but I was, the Hargrave's probably my favorite. I think he's going to shine in in in, uh, in Philadelphia. I think they they really put an emphasis on their D line, and uh, I'm really excited to see him play there. Yeah, Roby Coleman, man. Obviously, he's most well known for not one of the greatest things ever. Um, he's known for that horrendous missed pass interference call against the Saints. <laughs> I mean, he he was the guy that just laid that receiver out before yeah. you know, it, the ball was even in the picture. He's the luckiest DB ever, I guess. Oh my God, he <laughs> he has to be one of the luckiest ever, one hundred percent. And it's kind of funny, you know, you know, Roby Coleman's definitely coming in to play nickel. 100%, which, you know, I, I don't I, I don't personally know how much the Eagles have a nickel, like how their defense, like, associates nickel and on the um, field. But I th- I've just always thought it was hilarious that Nikhil is coming in to play nickel. Yeah, I think nickel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the nickel, man. <laughs> when I so, saw his name, I was like, are they, is they mean nickel, nickel corner? or <laughs> Like, I was confused for a second. Yeah, I know, man. I think that's so funny. But, um... But, Jake, what about some departures, man? I got one big departure that I think is just huge, and it's going to be so weird not to see this guy in an Eagles jersey for me at least. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, man, a uh, huge loss at safety for you guys, was a just a safety net in the secondary and was just a, an unbelievable competitor. Um, and I'm going to tell you this, Jake, I always you know pay a lot of attention to players just in general, but I always thought it was so cool seen malcolm jenkins out there with his brand he has that brand on his arm oh yeah it's i always tough, thought man. it was so cool to see that man he rocked it 
I definitely think it, it's great to see him go to a team like the Saints and, you know, and again, get into a situation where he could possibly win a Super Bowl this year. But it's a massive loss for Philly. That's the one guy I've really wanted to talk about. Um, how do you feel about losing Jenkins, man? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of just talked about um, some of his replacements. So, you know, while I don't think we have um, good quality to, uh, there, I think we definitely have some quantity. So, you know, guys that can step in and yeah. You the know, best thing to have is depth, man. Best things to have yeah, is depth. Absolutely. 100%. Now, who are some other departures you think were really big? Was, was there any guys to you? I know, obviously, Malcolm Jenkins is probably the biggest one. But was there mm-hmm. any other guys that you're like, you know, wow, we're going to miss these guys? Yeah. Um, you know, Jernigan, I never really got to see his full potential. I mean, I heard, like, you know, great things and everything. And he he was good to have. But I mean, again, I think we did a good job uh, replacing and everything. And then uh, Gruzier Hill, I mean, I'd always like to see him, you know, fly around on defense. But, um, at, you know, we, we haven't done a good job replacing him yet. Um, and, you know, it, just that position in general is, is a big question mark for me. So we'll just kind of yeah, have man. to see how that one pans out. <laughs> and like I said, we're going to jump into the draft, y'all's draft class here. But like you said, Jake, it, when a team is good at losing big-name guys – but they're able to draft well and bring other guys in. That's the most important thing. And I think that's something, I think it was on the Ravens podcast, we were talking about the Ravens are excellent at it. And, you know, again, that's just because Eric DaCosta is a genius. But, but, you know, the Ravens are very, very good at, you know, if they lose somebody, immediately they got two other bodies that come in to at least try to fight for that role. So I think the Eagles are doing really good trying to fill, fill in for the losses that you guys have had. And I think y'all had some massive pickups, man. I mean, I'll go ahead and say right now, and it's not me being biased because I'm on the Eagles podcast. Darius Slade <laughs> to the Eagles was one of the biggest, like one of the, the best free agency signings, I think. Yes. It, it may have been my favorite. I think Darius Slay is going to do wonders for that secondary. And I just I think it's going to be awesome seeing him. And I completely forgot about the Kobe, the Kobe thing with his jersey, man. It's just so cool that, that players are paying that kind of respect. I also knew that I wouldn't have Jake Boyer on my podcast and he not mentioned Kobe at least once. So, <laughs> so, so I should have been a betting man and bet for somebody how many times Jake would bring up Kobe. But um, but yeah, no, but I, I, Slay's going to be awesome. Slay's yeah. going to be awesome in Philly. Catch me with the number 24 jersey next year. with the. With oh, the absolutely, one. man. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about your draft class, man. So I'm going I'm to list out all the guys that you guys picked, okay? And I oh, want you to give me a grade for your draft class. I want you to tell me what you liked about it and what you didn't. Obviously, in round one, Bo, Jake, y'all both, and myself, <laughs> we all thought they were going to go a different direction. We thought they were going to go wide receiver at LSU, Justin Jefferson. Instead, they went Jalen Rieger out of TCU. I mean, dude, the, the whole thing with Rieger is, Rieger is, he, he has the ability to create in space. and he, He's very physical. The guy's super physical. And, Bo, you were just talking to me about a minute ago. This dude's a burner. This dude absolutely flies around the field. So I think that's a good get for Carson Wentz to get this guy the ball in space and let him create. Obviously, in round two, we were all kind of surprised. We didn't know when this guy was going to get drafted, but he ended up in Philly. Um, Jalen Hurts, obviously the former Alabama quarterback and Oklahoma quarterback. Um, I think, like again, it was a surprise pick, but I do trust Doug Peterson. And I do think – let me ask you this, Jake, about Jalen Hurts. How much do you think – is he going to see the field this year in some weird packages, you think? Are they going to draw some plays up for Jalen Hurts especially, or do you think that's not going to happen? Absolutely, dude. They are definitely going to have some sets out there for him. Uh, 
you know, some air Jalen or something like that. I mean, we get Rieger and Hertz in there. I mean, that's yeah. just a immediate package you can start running, you know, week one. So I'm a little it's, bit excited about that. And it's not like, you know, Jalen Hurts is able, obviously able, and he showed everybody last year at Oklahoma. He can throw the football. So it doesn't mean that the defense sees Jalen Hurts on the field. They're like, you know, come in, okay, let's stack the box. He's running. You know what I mean? If they do that, Jalen Hurts is going to hurt him over the top. So I think Absolutely. he's just, it's, it's going to be awesome seeing what Doug Peterson draws up for Jalen Hurts. Because I think 100% he could make an immediate impact on that offense this year. Obviously, I'm not saying he starts. Carson Wentz is the dude. But I think Jalen Hurts could 100% come into that team immediately and see some time on the field and and just run some cool plays with him, man. I think that's a, that's a big, big grab for the Eagles in the second round. Um, obviously, in round three, Davion Taylor, outside linebacker. Again, y'all trying to add more linebacker depth and talent to see, you know, make a competition there, see who comes out of it. Um, round four, and Jake, I think this was your favorite guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. Kayvon Wallace, the safety. Um Dude, that's a huge get. Kayvon Wallace was fantastic at Clemson, man. Uh, gets downhill quickly. He's a good tackler. Um, and he, he plays well in coverage as well. So I think that's a huge get for the team. I like Kayvon Wallace. Like you said, and he, Kayvon Wallace already had to play against good tight end talent. <clears throat> he already had to, obviously, being in the ACC. Um, and some people like to do crap on the ACC, but there is a ton of talent in that. Um, you know, everybody likes to say that, oh, well, Clemson just runs away with it. It's not much, not a whole lot in the ACC. It's just really not true. There's talent all over the place in the ACC. So this guy's had to play against some good tight ends, um, some good receivers, good running backs. So I can't wait to see what he does in Philly. You've got a guy that I really like, Jack Driscoll, the offensive tackle out of Auburn. I really like this guy. This guy's played guard and tackle. And I'm pretty sure he's played center as well. I'm not a positive, but I think he's yeah, played I've, center he's as well. Played I've seen that too. So this guy's going to come in immediately add depth and versatility, which is he's going to play it, this year a few games. I'm oh, telling he you, will. He someone's something's going to happen. He's going to see time this year. Don't know when, but it's going to happen. Yeah, don't don't be casting that bad uh, that just, bad energy I'm, on that offense because he can man. play anywhere. I mean, he's a great player. He obviously played against the top talent in the league in the SEC at Auburn. So um, I can't wait to see. Like you said, Bo, I fully expect him to be on the field at some point this year, whether that's due to injuries or just his versatility, getting him out there. Um, we'll, we'll wait to see. Um, obviously, Bo, you were just talking to me about John Hightower, the wide receiver they just got. This guy's a freak. You're, you're right. How tall did you say yeah. this guy is? Uh, so the, the, the probably like he has – when you read his, his, his measurements and stuff, you're like, okay – why is he a fifth rounder? You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like he's six one four, he's six foot one, like I think 200 pounds, and he runs a four four uh, in a 38 inch vertical. I mean, he's got good routes and stuff. I think for his size, you just like to see him play up to his size. Like you like to see him go up and get the ball, get the ball a little more. And I think if he, I think if he did, you'd have seen him go in the fourth round possibly. Um, but I think they just he's going to have to work in the NFL on using his body to his advantage. Yeah, he's gonna have to get more aggressive. One hundred percent. He's got to. He's got to at the, at the at the high point of the ball. He's willing at the line of scrimmage to you know work with his hands and get around guys and use his speed. It's when the ball is in the air, he has to be 
just aggressive in a smart way. He doesn't do much of fighting for the ball. It's exactly if it's 50 50, he doesn't do a lot of fighting for it. And in round six, uh, Jake, you guys took Sean Bradley, another linebacker, like I said, with Davion Taylor, just trying to get linebacker talent in there. Um, just trying to make a competition because I will say, come out and say right now that the linebacker position is the weakest on the defense. Y'all are stacked at all, almost all the other positions, but it's it's the linebacker that probably has me the most worried. So I'm glad they're getting all these linebacker picks in here and they brought in Jatavis Brown and stuff like that. Obviously, y'all took Quez Watkins, another wide receiver. Y'all are getting so many weapons for Carson Wentz, it's not even funny. Um, <laughs> another just- one. Oh, another one. Did this guy coming from Southern Miss, man? He's a very talented receiver. And, you know, me and Bo were just talking about it a little bit. They're just trying to do everything in their power to give Wentz the best opportunities possible, which yeah, is what you have to do. Let's make a track team out there. <laughs> yeah, man. It's what you have to do when you have a star quarterback. It's what everybody has to do, and they're doing a great job of it. And then one of them, I think y'all got a steal in this guy. And it's a kind of a cool story that Bo um, told me about a little bit earlier. Prince Tega Wanaho. It's either Wanaho or Wanago. I don't know. I, I, I hope I'm saying his name. Um, but this guy has all of the physical tools to play in the NFL. He just needs more polish. And Bo brought it up to me. I didn't even know this. He did. What did you say, Bo? He didn't even start playing football until what was it, a year before? One, he, one year before college. And he played uh, basketball where he broke his leg in college. And then only played football for one year. And Honestly, dude, the amount of weight he gained to play tackle is freakish. It is freakish to, to be able to put on that weight, and he carries it well. He carries it really well. He's a, he's a yeah. he's a big like his frame is built very well. Um, and like I said, he just has all the physical ability in the world. It's just can he yeah. get polished and things like that. So I think I think he's definitely going to be a guy in the future that is going to be. I'm not going to say stud. I'm not going to come out and be that on it. But I'm I'm saying this guy's going to be somebody that you guys can count he on. He could start. He could. It's not out of the. Out of the out of the you know cards to say that he could start in three years. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Uh, that is obviously the best best outlook for the situation. Is, is you know yeah. we want this guy to be able to come in and start. But I think to get a guy like that in round six, and I'm gonna tell you right now, this dude, I'm gonna come out and say this dude could have been a round four guy, 100. percent But teams yeah. knew about him not being polished. He was more raw, so he fell and he just landed in the Eagles' laps. Which yeah, is I mean he he played on the other side of the line from Jack Driscoll, and Jack Driscoll went in the fourth round, and he has a much better physical profile for a tackle than, than Driscoll does. Definitely, um, yeah. This experience. guy, he he definitely slid. I mean, he was he was a basketball player, and mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, you he he actually is a prince. <laughs> is he really? really? Yeah. Yeah, his uh, grandpa is a uh, king of a village in Africa. So, yeah, he came over to the U.S. to play basketball. And, yeah, like Bo was saying, you know, has only been playing, you know, football for a little while here, and uh, he didn't even give up a sack last year. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about this guy. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure, Jake, when you just told us about him actually being a prince, me and Bo just said, "Wow!" Simultaneously, we blown away. We did not know. I, I this is why you bring fans on, right? Exactly, here. man. See that? That's a great, great add to the podcast, man. I would have never known that had you not told me that, Jake. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, in round seven, another linebacker, Casey Tuhill out of Stanford. Again, 
y'all are going to have fierce competition at linebacker this year. And, you know, even, even you know, depending on whoever wins the competition, doesn't mean they're not going to have the, the starting job taken from them at some point in the season because one of these other guys steps up in their limited playing time. So it's, it's going to be awesome just seeing all these guys fight for starting reps or fight for rotational reps, whatever, whatever it is. You've got, you guys have a lot of talent in the linebacker room now, and I think that's definitely going to help what I call the weakest part of your defense. So, Jake, out of all the guys that we've listed, who were your favorite draft picks, or who who are guys that you like? You're like, you know, this guy's going to come in immediately, and it, and this is this is a huge huge addition for our team. I mean, definitely um, Kayvon Wallace. I mean, I was very pumped up about that one. It was kind of like, you know, the first two days, you know, I was just a little unsure about you know our our picks and everything, but you know, they happened, and I I tried to find the the positive spin on it, I guess, but. Um, yeah, Kayvon Wallace was a guy I was just immediately um, excited about and everything. Um, Rieger, the more that I look into him, you know, I, I see some cool things. Um, you know, he does like 800 push-ups a day. Um, he had been a top prospect for a while and, you know, got recruited by these top schools like Alabama, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, from what I hear, like, you know, he had some sickness in his, in his family. So he wanted to stay closer to home and, you know, he just didn't go to that big school to really get the, you know, the highest looks. Um, yeah. He, he makes an Im- immediate impact as well. I mean, he, yeah. you know, special teams, um, you know, he'll catch balls out of the backfield and he can, you know, get vertical on some stuff too. So, I mean, it's, I'm mean, gonna see what he can do because I mean, really, we just haven't really seen much. Um, you know, his his senior year, he had a true freshman throwing at him. So I mean, you know, what about when Carson Wentz throws these yeah, bombs? Yeah. And, it's gonna be I great mean, for him to all of a sudden have Carson Wentz throwing in footballs. I mean, that that's gonna be awesome yeah. for him. He's gonna be like, wow, this is a game changer. Like this guy's getting me the ball, putting it right on, put it, putting it right on my numbers when he's throwing it to me. So. Um, obviously this guy's going to come in and start right away. And I mean, he's the fresh new toy. He's the new toy in the toy box. I mean, Carson Wentz is going to go to this guy (laughs) a lot. He's going to go to him a lot. So I think that was a huge pick. Bo, what was your favorite pick out of all the guys Uh, they picked? Because Bo, you even told me, and I didn't even realize this, they had 10 picks in the draft. Yeah. yeah, Uh, yeah. Who was your favorite, man? Um, Well, I remember when we were doing our uh, draft podcast a few months ago um i really liked jack driscoll just because i love a versatile offensive lineman but the more the more we talk about it the more i like this prince take pick um he did slide but you can't one thing about nfl players is their body size is their their body type and shape is their but like that's that's it they they were born with that you can't help how big they're going to grow and how how athletic they are and i think prince tega has god-given gifts with his body and his size and as long as the right guy and he has jason peters brandon brooks and lane johnson there to help him learn how to play offensive line in the nfl so i think he's really set up to be a good player and i just i'm it's my favorite pick because he fell to the sixth round. And like Jake said, been playing football like three years, didn't let up a sack. And he's got so much he can build on, and he doesn't have to start today. You know what I mean? How cool would it be to walk in? You're, you just got drafted. You're a rookie coming into yeah. the NFL, and you're offensive lineman. And the guys that come to kind of talk to you and chop it up with you are Lane Johnson, <laughs> Jason Peters, yeah. oh, Brandon man. Brooks. Like, imagine Jason walking Jason Kelsey. Into the- 
Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah. I mean, and it just he's got such a, a foundation in Philadelphia to take that athletic profile he has and turn it into a, a huge paycheck one day. And oh, I and I really hope he does. But I think the biggest question mark that you don't really talk about seven rounders much, this Casey Twohill kid. He comes in out of playing like an edge outside linebacker position, but the depth chart he's listed where I what I've all I found doing this research is that they're listing him as the third right defensive end so i want to see whether they're going to have him standing up as like an edge guy or they're going to put his hands in the ground and have him gain a little weight and play the a true dn position so i'm kind of because he had eight sacks and like 11 hits at stanford last year so it's not like he didn't do anything you know but i want to see how they use him and i and he'll probably have to play on special teams and um you know, i'm all about some late round picks oh you, know, you love they, the late rounders huh? i do just because yeah. they, they 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 bring some upside but they have to work hard especially Sixth and seventh rounders, you know, the people just don't think about those guys. But yeah. you know, you bring a dude, a dude like Prince Tega, and then you got this guy come behind him, who's kind of, in my opinion, like the 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 Ninkovich, Chris Long type mold. You know, he's playing above the shoulders more than all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like you said, man, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I didn't know they had him listed as the third string defensive end. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because I don't remember how much this guy played with his hand in the ground. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. think he did ever. And, okay, I mean, see, that, see, that's going to be interesting because that's that's a big that's a big difference. People can sit here and say, "Go ahead, Jake. What are you saying?" Uh, you guys know uh, Connor Barwin. He's uh, like a special assistant mm-hmm. at uh, at the Eagles now. So yeah. I think he was kind of. Yeah. licking his chops of this guy and you he's, know it's a guy he runs he a really four six so. is you know i mean he's a good athlete he's six four runs a four six you know he's so he's it's not like he's slow and, and lumbering you know he's a good athlete it's can, is he going to be able to put the strength out there and the moves out there to beat these good tackles one-on-one all game long and yeah, it, he won't have to do that out of the gate but you never know yeah, and you know, like I was saying, is people people could sit here and say, well, it doesn't matter whether he's a hand in the ground or stand up. Like it's no difference. You're just getting to the quarterback. There's a massive difference. difference. There is a huge Your responsibilities difference. are different. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So if he's not used to that, and if he can make get the third string job, you know, that fast, and he's not even used to it. I mean, this guy's mm-hmm. got some upside. And the fact that there are people are already projecting this dude to be the third string. I mean, he's gonna see reps. So he I mean, get I, it. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what this guy's able to do at defensive end, if that's actually where they put him at. It's going to be interesting to see with that. Now, Jake, I'm going to give my grade for your draft class, okay? And this this grade isn't a permanent grade. This is a grade that I think it could be, but I think it can go higher than this. I have a B- minus for two reasons. One, I just super I – mean, maybe I'm just being biased. I really wanted to see you end up with Justin Jefferson. That, that's the that's amazing. I, I think y'all drafted great. I, I, this this is much yeah. more this this grade I'm giving is much more of a personal grade. Um, but I think I think the draft overall was an A. But B minus for me just because I wanted to see y'all so bad with Justin Jefferson and how good of a route runner that guy was and the big playability. I think Carson Wentz would have done amazing things with him. But again, I still think he's going to do great things with Jalen Rieger. And number two, a big reason I have a B minus is because of. Jalen Hurts pick not saying it's a bad pick but if they took Jalen Hurts and they don't draw up plays for him okay well then you just turned what could have been good value into not good value because if you just picked a quarterback in the second round and you just sit him and you don't incorporate him into the offense well then that was a waste of a pick 
So, so if if they incorporate him into the offense, this draft grade this draft grade comes up for me. It's going to come up to an A if they get him going. But if they just wasted that pick on a quarterback just to let him sit, then it's going to be a B minus for me. But again, it's a B minus even with that, just because of all the talent and all the depth you guys brought in. So, what would be your grade, Jake, for your overall draft class? Um, you know, anytime you you get a draft with like ten players, man, I mean that's. That just really adds a lot. I mean, I would probably give it um, just a standalone B. Um, I was a little boned about the Jefferson pick. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I think we should have got him. And then, um, you know, we we made three picks in this draft out of nowhere. And we added Goodwin by, you know, dropping one pick. So, I mean. Technically uh, had 11 picks. Yeah, we could have used. We could have used some of that capital, I think, to really trade up and, and get Rieger, who could have maybe fallen. Like, I don't know how high Rieger was on on other teams' boards. So that's been my theory all along. Um, kind of bummed they didn't do that. But like I said, anytime you can get 10 players, and I'm seeing a lot of names I'm excited about, so I would definitely give it a B. Yeah, man. Uh, Bo, do you have a grade for this class? What would you say? Um I'd say B plus. I was struggle. Almost gave it an A minus. But um, like I, I just I would like to have seen more emphasis on their issues at linebacker. But I feel like Jim Schwartz has a plan for that. Um, and but I mean they drafted well. I mean overall they did. I think they drafted to their scheme. They drafted to the to a lot of their weaknesses while addressing their scheme. So I think they were realizing it was time to have some turnover. And like you said, with all these picks, I mean, you could be setting up the founda- foundation for a long time with 10 picks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a lot of talent to add to your team. That's a lot a lot of new faces and a lot of guys that you could be excited well, about. And I've been I've been while we while y'all been talking, I've just been trying to see what linebackers they might have passed on for Hertz and Josh Uke was still on the board uh, from mm-hmm. Michigan. You know, that wouldn't have been a terrible ad. And Logan Wilson from Wyoming inside linebacker was still on the board. Um, I think that might have helped your uh, what's the, the guy's name who left um, Gusher that Jake wants to replace real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been a good pickup. I mean, there are just some guys out there. Julian Okora, Okora from Notre Dame was still on the board. I mean, there was a lot of good linebackers up on the board when they took Jason, uh, Jalen Hurts. And I don't know if backup QB was like the most, you know, urgent thing for them to address. And they probably could have gotten one a little later, too. But, you know, I like you said, if they don't draw it up and they don't use him, what was the point? Exactly. Yeah. You know. That that that's my major issue. If they yeah. if Doug Peterson used him, and I think he's going to, I don't think I think Doug Peterson probably wanted this guy going into the draft just because mm-hmm. he knew he could draw up some stuff. So uh, um, yeah, he was best available for Eagles. That's definitely yeah. what I was seeing. So. But I think I think you can't put Jalen Hurts in a much better situation where he may get on the field yeah. early, but he's not the starter. That that's that's one of the only teams you're going to find that with. Um, but Jake, I do want to talk about your your. Uh, we talked about all the players you've added to, whether it be offseason, free agency, or the draft. So I do want to talk about just pretty much the depth chart heading into 2020. I'm going to go through your offense here, and I want to, I want you to tell me after how confident you are in your offense as a fan. Obviously, at quarterback, you got Carson Wentz. The running backs are Miles Sanders, Boston, Boston Scott, and Corey Clement. Wide receiver ones, Alshon Jeffrey, obviously. Um, then you got Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rieger. Again, I said Jalen Rieger is going to be a starter this year, and I firmly believe he will be. Um, tight end, you got two amazing tight ends. You got Zach Ertz and Dallas Godert. 
which is just so much talent. Dallas had a, a good year last year, and I think he's just going to keep excelling um, at the tight end position for you guys. And then the offensive line. I, if I actually wanted to, I don't know how long it would type me, get me to type down how many great players you have on the offensive line in Philly and how many guys could actually have starting potential. There's a lot of guys that are just depth for you, you guys on the team that have amazing starter potential. But right now I have left tackle. It's going to be Andre Dillard, um, who I loved coming out in his draft. Left guard is going to be Isaac Samalo. Center is nobody else but Jason Kelsey. There is nobody else. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Right guard, Jason Peters. And right tackle, Lane Johnson. You talk about, imagine running to the right side. You got Jason <laughs> Kelsey, Peters, and Lane Johnson. Imagine running to that side. It, 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 it's just, With it's Ertz be on the end blocking. Oh, my gosh, man. It's so much time. Then, again, Isaac Sumalo and Andre Dillard, they're no slouches. They're great players. They're fantastic players. So this whole offensive line, man, Jake, I'm jealous as a Bengals fan that you had that much talent in your offensive line because God knows I would love to be able to sit here and say, oh, I'm confident in my offensive line because I'm not. I'm not confident in my offensive line. But for you, Jake, as a fan going into this coming year, how confident are you in that offense, man? Yeah, I you know the the O line at first with without Peters coming in, um, you know I I thought there were some question marks there, but um, you know <clears throat> I was kind of working on some notes this week, and then all of a sudden you know we signed Jason Peters and uh, you know Lane Johnson. He's so excited to get to play beside him finally and everything. So um, you know I think they're just going to want to go to war uh, together each and every week. So um, I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, Running back, you know, I kind of got some some questions for you guys, um, and uh, just just let me know what you guys think here. But uh, do y'all think that Miles Sanders could be a top five rusher this year? Does he have the ability to be? Absolutely, he does. Am I going to sit here and say In he the, will be? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll say he will be, but does he have the potential and the talent to do so? Yes, and especially from a scrimmage yard standpoint. I mean, this dude did fantastic. Mm -hmm. what, what were we talking about, Bo, when Miles Sanders, it was something about how many times Carson Wentz had to throw the ball to Miles Sanders because he didn't have receivers. And Miles Sanders yeah. did a ton with it. So Miles mm -hmm. Sanders, from a scrimmage yard standpoint, can do a ton. Rushing-wise, mm -hmm. I don't know. The Eagles do like to use kind of a committee. Obviously, this is Miles Sanders' backfield. But I think right, one this of, year so, for sure. So I, I guess your question: Are you asking can he be a top five? Are you saying top five running back? Or are you saying like top five in yardage? Yeah, let, let's say running back stats. Okay, so running back. Yeah, I think he could be. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm I'll go out and say I think he could be a top five. And it depends. It depends yeah. on. It's going to depend on a whole lot, and a lot of stuff's going to have to go his way. But can I? Would I sit here and say there's no way that he can be? No, I think Miles Sanders has the talent yeah. and has the talent around him that he could definitely be. Would you agree with that, Bo? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think yes, the talent's definitely there. I mean, if you're talking, if we're talking yardage wise, I mean, if you're in in the NFC, he could finish as a top five rusher for sure. I mean, you got the offensive line, and and there's gonna be so much, uh, you know, there's gonna be so much attention on your wide receiving core this year. That he's oh, yeah. gonna have plenty of room to get it done. He's gonna have plenty of room to get it done. They're not gonna be stacking the box on the Eagles this year. There is speed, all speed and talent all over the receiving core. That includes your two tight ends. They're both really good pass catchers. So you can't stack the box on Miles Sanders this year. And exactly. So, and he is he he is the feature back this year, and I think he's gonna get a much bigger workload this year than he, running than he did last year. Yeah, I mean, I just, so he he could to answer your question. Yeah, he could. 
Yeah, I see it being pretty good for him, man. I mean, I, I like the chances just because, I mean, you know, we have been running a committee out at running back. I mean, there's been, you know, guys like Jordan Matthews and, you know, Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajay. Like, we're always trying to run, too, um, and just keep rotating them in and out. But, I mean, it's just all Miles Sanders this year. And then uh, my other question was, do you all think um, Boston Scott can keep it up? I mean, he – um, he really stepped up for us last year. I mean, do you, do you see this as a guy with some potential? What do, what do you guys see? I don't think there's any reason he can't keep it up. I think yeah, he's going to have to prove that he can't because he, yeah. you know what I mean? He's going to have to it's like show us that he's now. Can't. It's expected mm-hmm. now yeah, that, okay, yeah. this guy's a solid depth piece. This guy's going to mm-hmm. see rotational snaps. So mm-hmm. obviously you're going to see Boston Scott, you know, albeit if he doesn't get injured. You're going to see this dude on the field, and I fully expect that he's going to be able to do, hopefully, you know, close to what he was able to do last year. I think Boston Scott's a great player. But Sorry, I was going to say, if your back running back gets you four yards of carry, you're you're in a good spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, Corey, Corey Clement's really good, too. I just think Boston mm-hmm. Scott's probably going to get more, more uh, reps. But yeah. I think Boston Scott, 100%, I don't think there's any reason to ask question, Jake. I don't think there's any reason to say he won't be able to uh, replicate what he did last year. Like you said, he did step up big time for you guys last and, year. That was And when we knew him the most, man, I mean, he was the guy. I mean, he was the heart there for a while at the end. Yeah, five, man. T- five touchdowns for your back of running backs pretty good. That's good. That's good numbers. So I, I, I think y'all should be definitely really happy. You've got Boston Scott in the backfield, especially yeah. when you've already got guys like Miles Sanders. I mean, you got Boston Scott who seems to just got some momentum now. I mean, he's just ready to he you know, he ended on a on a good note last year. And I think obviously it's gonna hurt him a little bit. It's gonna hurt everybody not having well, yeah, the like same you said, offseason. Jacob, like you said, Jacob, he's expected of it now. Like he he proved that he could get four hours of carry and he could score touchdowns when asked. Now it's can you uphold that? Can you keep making plays for yeah, us? And yeah. until he can't can he'll be expected. that guy till he can't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that to answer your question, yes, Jake, I think he can keep yeah. doing it. Um and then go ahead, man. Finish up how you, you feel about your just your offense in general. Ah, man, lots of depth at wide receiver. Um I was a little worried early on, um, you know, all these rumors about, you know, us maybe, um, you know, dropping Alshon Jeffrey or, or trading him. Um, I still hope that doesn't happen. I'm a big fan of him. Um, and then, you know, just there, there were like 16 names I saw like fighting for roster spots. Uh, you know, I'm I guess curious to see, um, you know, who's going to actually be on the team when it's all said and done. But um, it's just a lot of guys I think you can rotate in. I mean, I think – Deshaun Jackson and, and Goodwin, they're kind of interchangeable. I mean, you know, their speed and everything. There's a lot of speed on one team, man. Oh, yeah. And, man, I, I, I think we're pretty pretty well set on, on you know, tight end and, and going back to the line. I mean, you know, uh, Jason Peters really solidified that for us. So yeah, I'm, man, it's, I'm it's a truly it. stacked offense. I, it is a stacked one of the, offense. On paper, it's, I mean, even on the field, I'm sure it will be. But on paper, it looks like one of the best offenses in the league. It does. It's fast, yeah, it really man. Does. And, I mean, just adding Marquise Goodwin. To, here, here's something that's incredible. Marquise Goodwin is on this team, but the guy isn't even projected to start. I mean, that, that, I mean how that, could he? <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. Marquise Goodwin on a lot of teams is starting right out of the gate. Yeah. So, I think that's huge that they have that much talent that, you know, he, he's not even able to start. And another guy, J, uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who I was a huge fan of, 
I'm interested to see what he does this year. I, I think he definitely has. Yeah. The, obviously, he didn't do a, a ton, a ton last year, but he's a he's a good route runner. Dude takes unbelievably he's gonna get a, long. He's going to get strides. a lot of one on one matchups. Our safety oh, watch is going to get one on one a lot. Great at high point the football. Great at 50-50 balls. I, I think yeah. I can't wait to see what he's able to do. I think Arcega's white traffic very yeah, well. Very good contested catcher. And I'm pretty sure, you know, all of Arcega Whiteside, you know, his family is just super athletic. I'm pretty sure both of his parents played professional um whatever you I don't I guess the professional league over in like Europe. Um they were both pro basketball players in Europe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So that's where all that the jump ball ability comes from, man. That's where he's able to get that from. So I, I can't wait to see what he does. I think he's gonna be a kind of a big part in the offense this year as well. But like you said, Bo, you look at this team on paper, which you know, pay, on paper doesn't win championships, but yeah. on paper, this team is very, very talented. Um, and then Jake, talking about your defense, man, I was going through your defense last night and I was like, damn. These guys are loaded. They're stacked, <laughs> like especially on the defensive line. So obviously, oh, y'all yeah. play a play a four three defense. Then y'all have Brandon Graham on one side, Derek Barnett on the other, and on the inside you have Fletcher Cox, one of the best D tackles in the game right now. And then you add a guy like Javon Hargrave to help him out. It's it's y'all's defensive line is scary, man. I, I would hate to be in y'all's division and be trying to run the ball. That's all I got to say <laughs> because they are yeah. stacked, man. They are so stacked. The linebackers again, man, for me, the starters, Nathan Gary, at, cause y'all run, it's going to be a Sam, a Mike and a will linebacker. Will's going to be Nathan Gary middle linebacker. I think is going to be Jatavis Brown. Like you were saying, y'all brought him in for a reason, Jake. And then, um, Sam is Alex Singleton for right now, but I think that's going to change. Other than Jatavis Brown, I think there's a good chance the the uh, that Nathan Gary and Alex Singleton have to fight for those starting jobs. I mean, it's not just you know you know off there in a way that they're the starters. I think they're going to have to fight for it, especially with all the talent you guys just brought in. Um, and then in the secondary, you just got Darius Slay, a top tier cornerback, Abonte mm-hmm. Maddox. Who, who's, a, who's a good player. Um, I, I do have Jalen Mills starting at strong safety. We will see if that actually works out. But for right now, I think he is going to start at strong safety for you guys. And then at free safety, obviously, it's nobody but Rodney McLeod. Um, he, he's a great, great safety. So how do you feel about the defense, man? What are your what do you what do you like and dislike about it? Oh, man, I mean. Does the uh, does the scale go to an F for linebacker? I mean, it's <laughs> it's just like it's just terrible. It scares it me. Um, It'll go there. We have Fs. We and, have Fs. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, cornerback. I mean, this is the deepest we've been for a long time. Um, so I'm I'm very happy to finally have a, a lot of names out there. Um, they were a little bit injury played last year, but you know these were guys that were getting a lot of snaps last year. I mean, all the names like. You know, Roby Coleman, Rasul Douglas, um, Cindy Jones is out there, Maddox, um, LeBlanc. I mean, he stepped in and, and did pretty well for us. So, I mean, you know, I think a year or so ago when we when we had injuries at cornerback, like we were getting burned. But it was this past year when I was like, man, we, we actually are getting pretty deep in this position. I'm not quite worried when, you know, one or two of our corners are out when, you know, we can just get completely taken advantage of. But um, now I, I can finally feel good about it. One thing I still want to see is a trade for Jamal Adams, man. That would just be uh, oh, that man. would be the icing on the cake. If, if the but... Eagles got Jamal Adams, I would lose my mind. <laughs> that would Lord. be incredible. Imagine oh, having okay. Jamal Adams and Darius Slay on the same in the same secondary, man. How you uh, could pay them? <laughs> oh my! How do you right. pay those guys? But um, 
I'll tell you this, Jake, when you're talking about the the linebacker, and we, like I said, we do hand out Fs on the TSR podcast. But, yeah. um, <laughs> not many, but they're there. Not many, but they're there. Yeah, this this is one of the position groups I would have done it to. Um, but, you know, I was surprised. I thought fully, like going into the free agency, I was like, you know, the Eagles are probably going to spend on linebacker. You know, they're, they're, they're good everywhere else. I fully thought you guys would do something. I guess y'all just thought, you know, you go heavy in the draft with it. But I figured you guys would be picking someone up in free agency. So it really surprised me when y'all didn't. I, you know, you must be – the coaches must be super confident in some of the guys they brought in. Or did they think these other guys are going to take another step and they're going to perform better this year? But, yeah, the linebacker, it's definitely scary, man. Uh, but I think y'all have so much talent overall on defense. It's going to be able to not let that hurt you as much. You, you just have so much talent as a team on the defensive side that, you know, yeah, the linebackers are super weak, but, you know, you're strong as hell up front and your secondary is great. So I think that's going to be able to um, dismiss some of the uh, the how do I want to say it? dismiss how bad the the linebackers are. Um, yeah. But I do want to ask you this, Jake talk about our next topic and we'll just go right into it what is your record prediction man going into this year for your team how do you see the the record playing out i see uh i had us doing pretty great last year um it didn't quite pan out just because of the injuries and everything um i mean we're just about as deep as we were last year um <laughs> so i was doing about one game better i got us going 10 and 6 and Winning the NFC East again, um, I want to break this no back-to-back repeat champion streak. I think it's the year we do it. Um, I we love do it. Have, yeah, I mean, we, we do have some tough, um, you know, games, man. I mean, we, we play the Ravens, uh, 49ers, Seahawks, Packers, um, Saints. I mean, we got to face the Cowboys twice a year, and I'm kind of bummed about seeing uh, Chase Young twice a year now that's not yeah. too fun <laughs> that's not gonna be fun that's not gonna be fun for any offensive lineman i don't care who you are notice i didn't say the steelers <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it means he's not worried about the steelers though he knows that's a w oh uh, well i've <laughs> up. you want to you want to hear something funny uh i predicted the eagles beating the steelers too really the eagles, the eagles have a um have a very have a very good record of all like all time against the steelers i don't know what it is even if they come to Heinz Field, it doesn't matter. So I just yeah, I went and I just went did it. Yeah, it's I hate it. Don't say that. Please don't say that. I absolutely it, it bothers me to the core. You say that, but it, it, I mean he, he, he's Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. I mean he definitely owns that side of the state. That's for sure. But I just uh, I I just felt like. I felt like the Steelers are going to struggle against the Eagles. I rarely pick them to beat the Eagles. It just hasn't gone well in the past. Yeah, man. I, I think, you know, Jake, like you said, man, you got to play the Cowboys twice a year. Well, I have you guys, you know, uh, splitting that. I think the Cowboys win one, y'all win one. But I will tell you this. If you if you just called it and you beat history, because obviously there's been no repeat winner of the division in how long? How long has it been, Jake? Do you know? Like uh, since – 2004, I, I think. Yeah, I think it's years. been a different team every year. So if y'all break that, that'd be awesome. It's, it's pretty and wild think, that it's pretty wild that y'all made the playoffs three years in a row, but haven't won the division two years in a row out of that. I, I didn't even think that that was how it went, but yeah, 
But um, I think I think this year y'all definitely could do it. I have you guys going ten and six. I have y'all coming out of the gate and starting three and zero, oh, and then dropping three games. You go into three and three, and then just you know wins here and there, and losses here and there throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, it seems like a normal Eagles season. <laughs> yeah, but I, I see you, you guys going ten and six. And again, last year you guys were nine and seven, and you won the division. Okay, well now you get a better record. I think you can do it again. So it's going to be interesting. It's also going to be those Cowboys games. If you want to win the division back to back, those Cowboys games are huge. Not saying, you know, it's not big games with the Giants and the Redskins, but those Cowboys, those are the ones that are fighting you the most for that, that oh, yeah. division crown. So it's, a, it's going to be big. If y'all could take both of those games, that would be massive. I have you splitting them. But um, do you have like your actual like record prediction? Like I said, mine's 10 and 6. What do you have y'all going? Yeah, ten, 10 and six as well. Ten and six. Okay, yeah. but what do you what do you think, man? What's your record prediction? Ten, for? ten and six, just like y'all. Oh man, that's the first time we've ever had all three say the exact same thing. <laughs> we might have some different wins and losses, but I went with ten. Mm. I got ten and six. Yeah, I, I do think, think y'all have a, hard, a rough schedule, Jake. I do think. Yeah, that. I mean yeah, the Cardinals. That's another one I'm I'm looking at. I mean, it's just a little. That's a scary team. I um, think the the stretch of Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans is brutal. Yeah. Oh, it's it's brutal. That is it. That's all. It's all, all about Arizona, Dallas. That's not easy. No, it's not easy. It really isn't easy. That's your last. That's four of your last five weeks right there. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely right, Jacob. I mean, uh, the Cowboys. That is like the Eagles' main focus every year. I mean, Doug Peterson. He he comes in the the locker room and you know slaps the the clipboard down. And he says mm-hmm. it's Dallas week. Like you know we got it. It's our time to focus on this thing. And yeah, because you know. I mean, winning the division, that's that's a top priority. Like, I mean, it's just – and you're going to have to beat the Cowboys to do it. Yeah, definitely. But, Jake, you know, we've all predicted 10-6, and six, so that's what's going to happen. So you don't have to worry about it anymore. 10-6 and six is going to be the record because <laughs> we all predicted it, man. Um, but, no, I, I think that's definitely – that's an Eagles record. That's just an Eagles record to me. I just think that 10-6 and six is an Eagles record. But well, I think they got uh, better and they were 9-7. They did get better. They got better. And it's going to be – you know, everybody's talking about the Cowboys. Oh, this team's loaded. Okay, don't sleep on the Eagles. Yeah, You know, Cowboys, it was huge. Let me ask you this, Jake. <clears throat> when you were watching the draft – and obviously, you you know you were hoping for Justin Jefferson, but what what did you think when you saw the Cowboys take CD Lamb? I, I mean, I just don't really think they they needed him one, and you know, I see the uh, video of um, Jerry Jones just like you know smirking on his yacht, but you know this is just something that the cat like the Cowboys and the Eagles always do. I mean, last um, well no, it wasn't last year. I think it was two years ago when we traded up right above the Cowboys and took Dallas Goddard because we knew we were yeah. going to, you know, the Cowboys were going to get him. Like, it's just this stuff that y'all do this that more than do, any man. other, other yeah, any it's... other two teams, man. Y'all always like, it's like y'all have like it's a competition, great. a mad competition. Oh, well, I don't want them to get this guy. I'll just take him whether I need him or not. I'll take him. Like, I don't want them to have this guy. And I fully believe, man, they pretty much knew if CD was still on the board, by the time that y'all came up, y'all were taking C.D. Lamb 100% without a question. And I think, obviously, the Cowboys were like, we can't let Carson Wentz get this dude. We cannot let Carson Wentz have a guy like C.D. Lamb. So I think uh, that's a lot of the reason. Obviously, now, and I've said it time and time again, I'm like a broken record. At least Bo's heard it a ton. I do think now that the Cowboys got C.D. Lamb, they have the best wide receiver core in the NFL. But yeah. um, but it's going to be interesting, man. I, I can't wait to watch those Cowboys-Eagles games. They're already – the best some of the best games you get to watch a cowboys eagles game is just awesome but um i can't wait to see it this year and see and see what these new guys are able to do on the field for you guys um but i do want to talk about this and this is my favorite segment jake the top five players 
in franchise history. And I will ask you this. Do you, would you like me or Bo to go first, or do you want to give your top five first? Let's see. I'll, I'll go for it here. Okay. All right. Let me hear them. Who are your top five Eagles all time, man? Are we doing honorable mentions? I, I got a few. Hey, go, go, absolutely. Get one, one honorable mention. A one honor. Okay. Uh, let me see here. All right. So, you know, I got to pick a guy that, um, you know, I really liked watching. Um, you know, he was our leading rusher, not yards from scrimmage and everything, but uh, LaShawn McCoy. I just I loved watching him. Run, Great choice. Yeah, just run the ball. I mean, he, he would just do it great, man. Um, y'all might have some some different guys um, for the top five, but I'm just going to jump into it. And this one was kind of fun because I couldn't pick just any, just one. Um, so, you know, Eagles quarterbacks at, at number five, like, you know, top. I mean, we got Donovan McNabb, um, Randall Cunningham, the ultimate weapon, you know, Starship 12. And then we have Jaws and Mike Vick and uh, Carson Wentz. You got to include him in there. So, um, you know. Of course, Jay Mays about every quarterback the Eagles have had. Yeah, I, you know, I just I couldn't really pick one, man. I mean, you know, Mike Vick. I mean, he was the comeback player of the year. I mean, really, what got me watching the Eagles, um, and you know, that miracle at the Meadowlands too. I mean, yeah, man, it just locked it in. I was like, I love this. Like, this is my team. Like, you know, and by that time, I was you know taking trips up to Philly once a year. You know, trying to watch some games. So really got me um invested into it and everything um that's awesome man let's see top four all time um i like uh harold carmichael here i don't know if you know this guy but he was a uh six foot eight uh wide receiver and he was uh jaws's main target and i was watching some highlights man and it was just hilarious i mean this guy had like perfect (laughs) footwork he would just like one-handed catches man they would throw um bubble screens to him to a six eight guy <laughs> just because nobody could tackle him and <laughs> he was dishing out these stiff arms man he'd put his arm out there and it would just be like level with somebody's face and he was just shoving them in the ground and you know taking off running so you know be watching that you know looking back at a couple of these um you know older guys that was one that really stuck out to me and you know if i was alive and a fan back then i think i would have really liked um you know seeing him out in the field um let's see next i have uh number three uh it's gonna be brian dawkins for me um Mm -hmm. you know weapon x he was just the ultimate eagle um i just you know i think he was great um you know just hall of fame type stuff for me i mean he's just you know what else can i say about him um quick preview man brian dawkins is definitely in mine and i just i can't say enough about this dude so i'm so glad you included him Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, he was in there in the earlier days. Um, and, you know, with, with Donovan McNabb and everything, I mean, that was just a team that everybody was watching yeah. uh, back then. I mean, they were very relevant for, for many years. Um, let's see. Next, I have um, Chuck uh, Bednarik. I mean, he's just a great guy. I mean, they have the best linebacker in college football award named after him and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Concrete Charlie is what they called him. Um I mean, he played linebacker and center, and and both. Which is a ridiculous allowed you to do that. Yeah, that's I so mean, weird. Of the two positions to play, you play linebacker and center. It's just not something you would expect it. Right. I mean, you, you're out there pushing like the biggest guy around on the field at center, and then you have to go and chase running backs down 
Like yeah. it was, it was like nineteen fifty. So like there weren't as many three hundred twenty pounders out there back then, but it's still it's a two different two still very different positions, and it's still unheard of today, and it's not ever going to happen. So you got to have him in there. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah, my my last one here, the best eagle of all time, Super Bowl form, Nick Foles. That was perfect, Jay. That I'm was just, perfect. Jay. I was I'm like, just kidding on that one. The world is happening on this <laughs> podcast right now. He, uh, he was great, man. You couldn't ask for a better game. You know that uh, that catch and you know his his quarterback rating in that game. You know we couldn't have asked for better for Nick Foles. He was a great eagle. Um, I think he was actually from a passer rating standpoint standpoint one of the best if not the best. I mean, he yeah. was just always efficient. Um, but, no, I have um, Reggie White here. Um, uh, who else do you have, man? Yeah, I mean, he's he was the minister of defense, man. I mean, he was a pretty good football player, too. I mean, he was just – he was uh, one more – I mean, you know, maybe even one of the best at a position all time. So I think he's 100% one of the greatest defensive ends ever. I don't think that's even a question. I, everyone knows – Reggie White. I mean, that's a name that resonates with everybody. You're gonna pick a guy to play tackle or end. There's you don't take anyone but Reggie White. If you exactly. just take one all around D lineman, he can do it all. Exactly, exactly. Jake, I loved your list, man. I, just just as for my curiosity, how many honor, honorable mentions did you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's funny. I had um, Deshaun Jackson in there. Um, he was another one that was fun to watch. And then your guy, uh, Brian Westbrook. I mean, you oh, can't. You know, I love Brian Westbrook. Yeah, man. I mean, from scrimmage, you know, he's got, you know, he's our yards leader, and I mean, he, he, he could just do everything we asked for. Um, yeah, he was great. And then, I mean, in in the top five list, I mean, I think you might have to even reserve spots for Fletcher Cox and and Zach Ertz. Oh, but, absolutely. I mean, they're absolutely. I mean, they're they're just great right now. Um, I would say Fletcher and, Cox is already a top eight Eagle ever. Yeah, and then one thing, um, you know, I, I talked about all the quarterbacks and everything. Um, Don McNabb, I think he was the leader in, in mostly everything. But um, Carson Wentz, he has played a third of the games that McNabb um, has by the time he was done playing. And then um, he already has half as many passing yards as he does. And um, he's got a Jeez. passer rating close to 90 right now. So he is on pace to – Oh, he'll, he'll demolish those records. Yes, and I yeah I think he can too. And um, I'm gonna scroll back up here. Um, Jacob is one stat we talked about like towards the end of the year, and you almost mentioned it, but you didn't. But his this last year, which I just think is wild, four thousand yards without throwing to a single receiver. Um, you know them breaking five hundred yards. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. So oh, it was a while back, bro. Do you remember us talking about that on an earlier podcast? Vaguely, yeah. Saying that he spread the ball out so much because these guys stayed hurt that he didn't have great options. Mm-hmm. It, it, dude, what Carson Wentz is able to do with what he, I, I don't even know how to put this. What he is able to do when he is giving the most ridiculous obstacles is what makes him so impressive, Jake. I'm actually really glad you went back and said something about that. Yeah. So it, he threw 4,000 yards, but none of his receivers had 500 receiving yards. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's that's unreal. It's unreal. Like, like, how Insane. do you even do that? It's just so, tough, man. I mean, you're using multiple guys out there, and, I mean, he did it. 
That's unreal. I'm glad you brought that back up, man. You're right. It was on the tip of my tongue earlier, and I was like, nah, I'll just I'll just keep going. But no, I, I'm glad you brought that up, man. That's something yeah. people need to know. And that, that's something that that needs to make people appreciate Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a very special player, and we need to appreciate him. So I'm glad you brought that back up. Um, Bo, I'm going to go ahead with my top five list, man, and then I'll, then I'll let you do yours. Um, for me, so I have to say this about my list. It's half and half, Jake. Half of it's what, because I, as a as a little kid, I was a big Eagles fan. So um, I have to say, some of this is just from my own um, my own liking how how much the players meant to me, and then the other ones are just great Eagles all time. Number five for me, Jake, you knew he was going to be in here if you were talking to me. It's Brian Westbrook, man. Like you said, from a scrimmage yard standpoint, the dude leads the team. Um, he was, dude, he was such a big part of the offense in Philly. Obviously, you know, had McNabb and Owens, but he was such a big part. He was so reliable. He could do everything. And this dude, Bo, I don't know if you've ever seen a whole lot of film of, of Brian Westbrook, man, but Brian Westbrook was an unbelievable pass blocker. Like he would take mm-hmm. full contact from a linebacker, man. I mean, coming downhill, he would just anchor himself and just eat it to protect his quarterback. Oh, yeah. I always loved that, man. He was such a, yeah. such a competitor. Something Amazing you don't see on the stat sheet. Exactly. It's something you don't see on the stat sheet. People don't realize these guys do this stuff and, and you know, put themselves out there in, in tough situations. Um, he was an amazing pass catcher. He didn't get a – obviously, people know who Brian, Brian Westbrook is, but I don't think he got the kind of hype that he could have gotten. I think he was so good. And I, I wish I wish more people realized how good he was um, as a running back and as a teammate as well. And he was obviously a focal point in the Eagles Super Bowl run with McNabb and Owens. Mm-hmm. And that was just to me as a kid watching that Super Bowl run. I've told Jake, like, I remember being upstairs playing a, something on my computer. And um, I remember watching that that Super Bowl. And I was just I, I remember crying when the Eagles lost. I actually remember <laughs> I can picture me right now. I was crying to my dad saying that I hated Tom Brady because <laughs> I wanted Donovan and Nab and the Eagles to win so bad. I told my dad, oh, like, man. I didn't want I like I just couldn't stand Tom Brady and like he ruined it. Like, I was so mad. Um, but, guys, number four for me is Donovan McNabb. Jake, I've told you, man, I've got a poster of this dude in my room. Like, it, Donovan McNabb meant so much to me as a kid. I, I just loved He was the only guy I'd play with in Madden. I, I, I didn't want to play with any other quarterback other than Donovan McNabb. <laughs> and I, I don't think he gets the credit, man. I, it's a, I don't know why players – Donovan McNabb, the guy was a six-time Pro Bowler. But, you know, obviously he didn't get a Super Bowl ring and he was never an all-pro guy. But he was so good, man. He was one of the better quarterbacks. The dude was mobile. The dude had a huge arm. Great competitor. And and by all, again, just like um, when I was talking about Carson Wentz, Donovan McNabb was a great dude. was literally a great dude. And I think it, it tainted some of his reputation when the whole Terrell Owens thing happened. Uh, people didn't really know who was the bad guy in that situation. Um, and I'm not going to say who the bad guy was. I, you know, I don't know everything that happened with that. But – I think Donovan McNabb kind of got some blame for a lot of that, and people got got him on like a uh, – he was on some people's bad side for that whole situation. But, again, man, Donovan McNabb, I'm pretty sure he holds almost – pretty much most of the Eagles' um, quarterback records. And he, he was just an unbelievable talent, man. Yeah, for now. Until <laughs> <laughs> Carson Wentz comes in and absolutely <laughs> obliterates him. Uh, but, obviously, he was a masterpiece of the team from – what was it? 90 was, – was it 99 to 2009, right, Jake? I, th- I think, I think so. that's, yeah, I think that's, that's what it was. But um, again, man, I just I just loved Donovan McNabb. Number three for me is Brian Dawkins, Weapon X, dude. This guy, when you think of safety, 
like a guy that just gets down here and just literally lays people out. This is this is what you picture when you picture a safety. Like there, I've watched videos of this dude just drooling and making. When he would go to tackle people, Bo, I don't know if you know this or Jake, I don't know if you knew this. He would make wild, like rabid animal noises when he was <laughs> yeah. tackling someone. He, he was like a wild animal. Like it's like, like Bobby Boucher coming at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Tasmanian devil being let out. Like you had to have a key to let. Uh, Brian Dawkins out of his cage, man. It was ridiculous. And I remember him always saying to Chris Cooley, he was like, you're going to feel me, Cooley. And then the next play laid him out. Like, just completely obliterated him. So, I do Brian Dawkins, I think he's one of the greatest safeties I've ever watched. He could stop the run. He could cover the best tight ends. I, I just He could do everything well. And he was the epitome of what a great football should be. Um, and, obviously, he just got in the Hall of Fame, and I was so happy to see that. So, Brian Dawkins is my number three. Um, the guy also went to nine Pro Bowls and was a four-time first-team All-Pro. So, I got to that, though. Um, and number two, Jake. It's two guys. I think it was your, your final two guys, and they're going to be mine too. Number two is Chuck Bernardic. Like you said, this guy has the best linebacker in the country award named after him. Dude was a nine-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler. Concrete Charlie, man. That's it, pretty much what everybody knew him by. One of the best defensive players ever <clears throat> in, in college and in the NFL. And he also played center, which is just not something – I'll be honest with you, I did not know he played center, and it really caught me off guard when I was doing more research on him. Um, but he, he's an absolute legend, and, he, you know, he, he's one of, he was one of the the last guys that would play the entire game each week. Mm-hmm. He never came off the field. The dude played mm-hmm. constantly. So so he was one of the few guys to do it like that, and, and, and you know, they don't make him like Chuck Bernardic anymore. Chuck Bernardic, his, his competitive spirit, man, it, it yeah. was – it was something something special. And Heavy then obviously, hitting, man. Oh, dude, you talk about a hard hitter. That dude would lay people out. He laid the wood, man. And um, <laughs> number one for me, again, there's no one else. I mean, it's Reggie White. Reggie White, he's one of the greatest defensive ends ever. Like you said, he's called the Minister of Defense for a reason. Won two NFL Defensive Player of the Year awards, made 13 Pro Bowls, and was an eight-time all, eight All-Pro. And he's also only behind Bruce Smith by two sacks for this top spot in uh, NFL history in career sacks, which I thought is extremely impressive. Yeah. Nice. Um, Bo, who are your top five, man? Um, well, I want to give my one honorable mention because he's one of my favorite offensive linemen ever. Always got to throw in an offensive lineman. Um, and John Runyon. Loved oh, yes. John Runyon. He was – not only was he great as a technician at tackle, but he was – tenacious he was tenacious he was a people a lot of thought of him as a dirty player but and honestly in the days he was playing you had to have you had to have that bully on your team that made the other team fear them you needed to win the mental battle you know at the line of scrimmage and it it was just a different game when he was coming up and john runyon was perfect for it so i had to throw him in at six just love it and his son plays now love to see the the bloodline you know continuing to be successful uh but my number five uh, is brian westbrook it's these lists are going to look pretty similar because i think it's pretty obvious who we want to pick and like a, you know, a few of these guys like you know, Westbrook, we grew up watching and they were great. And, you know, Brian Westbrook was probably the best p- pass catching back of his time in the league. He, I think he is one of those backs that I talk about this a lot that his game translates and his game today, he would be, he would be even more sought after today for the way he plays the game. Absolutely. This, the way he catches the ball mixed with, like you said, his great pass blocking when they don't have him run a route 
that's so hard to find in 2020 to get those run those running backs that want to stay in and lay the wood and are willing to get out and, and be the receiver at times because a lot of times you get that diva mentality you see a lot nowadays where they want to they want the ball every play but they you know they want the passing plays too but they're not that that nose to the grindstone kind of player and Brian Westbrook was and he always was quiet about his play he was never the loud guy and I think that's why he just kind of you say he's just underappreciated almost by the outside of the Eagles you know fans um and then my number four Donovan McNabb of course generational player he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl more people probably remember him for losing the Super Bowl but I don't know. I think he's a great quarterback. I, if Donald, if a guy like Donald McNabb hit the draft today, they'd be squabbling for him. You, you know, no team would turn down ten years of success. Um, so that was really fun to fun to watch him as a kid. Like you said, I don't think I don't think there was a kid that disliked Donald McNabb. I don't think there was. Um, and then Chuck Bednarek. Uh, they got the award named after the guy now, you know, I mean, he's, he's an all time great, no matter what area you put him in, um, linebacker and center, you don't see it anymore. It was like the Joe, uh, it was like the Joe Klecko guy we were talking about last week on the jets, um, played three different positions along the line, you know, and I think he made all pro at all of them or something like that. You just don't see stuff like that going down anymore. Um, so, and then number one, you got to have Reggie White. There's, there's no other way to put it. He's a top, some would say he's the best defensive lineman ever in the NFL. He's definitely around top three, I'd say. Um, it's generational player. What else can you say about the guy? Great legacy. Um, RIP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, you know. Absolutely. You know, it's that's that sucks. I mean, he was one of the greats. His highlight films, the best one-arm punch ever. The best one arm punch ever. If he, if your feet weren't right, if you did not have your feet under you all game, it was gonna be a long day with Reggie White. And it so was it's just fun. some of the some of the most fun highlight film to watch. Period. period. Yeah, he was really something, man. Yeah. I love the list, guys. I think those are some great lists. I think I think we're getting better and better at this, man. I love doing the top fives. The top fives with the fans is, is probably my favorite segment. They had the funniest one thrown Super Bowl form. Super Bowl form, Nick Foles caught me so off funny. guard, man. That caught me so <laughs> off guard. Weird. I was like, "There's no way." Because he knew it had to be Reggie White. <laughs> I knew. I was like, I was like, no. I was like, please don't leave Reggie White off this list. Don't do this. But no, that was great, man. That, that was like, that was a funny like Jacob twist. leaving Troy Polamalu off the Steelers list. Okay, well, <laughs> it's like you got to be kidding me. Okay, but the Steelers have an unbelievable history of players. I'm just, I'm just saying, come on. Okay, well, listen, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> another think, topic for another day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, Jake, I've got three questions here for you. These are the TSR questions, man. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure Bo probably didn't let you know these were going to be happening. Um, so we try to catch the guests off off guard with three questions. We want them off the top of your head, okay? These All are three right. questions we ask everybody. First question is, who is your sleeper team this coming season and why? In the NFL? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, you are catching me a little off guard with that one. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> give, give me give me a team that you think give me a team that you think is going to surprise some people. They're going to be better, <sighs> than, you know, or um they're going to be better than people think they're going to be. I mean, like, the Ravens were I mean, they were so great last year. I I just think they killed it in the draft. I mean, I I just you know, it's I think they they're just a shoe in, but they're not really a sleeper. Um So I'll give you I'll give you, so some guys have said the Falcons, some guys have said the Cardinals. Cardinals. Some guy, one person said the Dolphins. Um, yeah. Who I, I would say out of them, the Cardinals for sure. 
Um, I like what they're doing there. I mean, they, they have weapons on offense now. I mean, that's something they just haven't really had. Um, it's just going to be interesting seeing, um, you know, Larry Fitzgerald out with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's going to be hilarious. That's really cool. I mean, it's like, you know, the all-time – well, not the all-time best, but, you know, the best in the league for a while. And then, yeah. like, you know, the new best in the league, one of the best. So, I mean, it's that's going to be really something to watch. Um, yeah, man. I can't wait to see what Kyler Murray does with DeAndre they, Hopkins. Did they add – is it Kenyon Drake they added at running they, back? Well, they, they, so, they had him last year, but this will be his first full year with the team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they have him and Chase Edmonds, who are, are really good running backs. God. Um, and then they added, they even added some guys on defense too. So if the Cardinals are your pick, man, I don't disagree with that pick. Um, the Cardinals are loaded with talent, dude. And they got a young quarterback, Kyler Murray, who's been, he's shown that he can do, do amazing things, even when he's not put in the best situation. So I, I think the Cardinals are a great pick. Um, and it, it, you know, obviously getting the best wide receiver in the NFL or debatably the best wide receiver in the NFL it does wonders for your offense. Um, so I can't wait to see how that happens or everything happens with that. Um, number two for you, Jake, who's going to win the MVP award this season? Uh, you know, I, I, let's give it back to Mahomes, man. I just think he's primed up for another good year. Um, I mean, you know, if it was an after the season award and everything, I mean, just how he would come back in those games, um, was just really something. Like, I was sitting there watching the Super Bowl and thinking to myself, this is not over, you know, grab some popcorn. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is in the game, so he's going to lead a comeback here. You know, he might yeah. not win, but he's he's going to lead this team back, and that's exactly what he did. Um, I just – I think you got to give it to him. Um, it is a quarterback's award. Um, oh, 100% it is. A lot now. of times. <laughs> All the no, stuff. I- I like that. I like that. Number three for you, Jake. Who's the Super Bowl matchup this year, and who wins it? Oh, let me see here. So, um, I would probably have to go uh, Chiefs and uh, Ravens. Okay. All right. That's in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. I was because I was going to say, and I was like, we got to cut that out because I was I couldn't remember because the Ravens got out so early. So, I got to pick an NFC team, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right, so my Super Bowl uh, pick this year, I'm definitely thinking uh, the Chiefs are going to be in it. And I'm going to give it to the Saints. Um, I think they're pretty good. Um, adding Malcolm Jenkins, that's going to help them in the playoffs a lot. Um, you know, Drew Brees, he's out for blood. He definitely wants another one. Um, I just think there is, like, a balance in the NFL, like, finally. So um, there's just a really a lot of good teams out there that can really get in. But those are – two that really stand out for me so 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 are you predicting drew Brees beats the chiefs or does Mahomes beat the saints i mean i you know i'm giving it to the chiefs again um i i just really think they're that like teams are starting to model their their um, teams based off of the chiefs right now i mean yeah. they're doing yeah they definitely are yeah, they definitely I mean, that's are. They, 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 because you know, whenever whenever someone succeeds in the NFL, everybody else tries to figure out how to do what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we're just a year to year thing. Building up speed. Um, you know, they had a big signing of their defensive tackle again. I mean, he's great. He's going to be around. Mahomes is going to be around for <laughs> years now. So I mean, you know, build around this guy, and you know, they might run into some cap issues here before too long. But I mean. I'm, I'll give it to them again this year. I think they make a run at it. 
I love it, man. I love the picks. Those are some good picks. We've had some interesting picks on here. I'm not going to lie to you. And we've had some interesting picks for the MVP award and the sleeper teams, but you did some good ones, man. Um, and also, Jake, again, Bo and myself, we've had an awesome time breaking down your team with you. And I hope Carson Wentz stays healthy all year. I hope the offensive line stays healthy all year. And I want to see Carson Wentz ball out this coming season. Um, and I do think if, if, health if you guys are, are lucky with you know healthy guys i think the eagles are a team to look out for you know both said it time and time again this is a very talented team it just comes down to can these guys stay healthy um but jake i do hope you've had fun talking ball with us man uh on the podcast i've i've had a blast it's been a lot of fun breaking down the eagles um i hope i hope you've had a good time because i'm gonna tell you right now I, that was one of the funniest things i've ever had happen on here when you said nick Foles, man i can't get over <laughs> you saying nick Foles. that that was that was really good man um wow. This was definitely a blast, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, guys, please go on Twitter and follow Blitzalytics at Blitzalytics and visit Blitzalytics.com. Go to the Members tab, find Jacob Patterson, and check out the scouting reports and the articles I have written. Uh, Bo, go ahead and give them your plug, man, so they know where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, capital TSR, lowercase B-E-A-U. I'm on there usually tweeting about football, not as much, you know, life and social stuff. Try to keep sticking to football. And you can find me on stillcurtain.com. I, I should have an article coming out uh, this week sometime on um, Trav Games for the Steelers. And guys, please go follow me on Twitter at ScoutingLLC and follow TSR on Instagram at Scouting underscore LLC. As always, go subscribe, go get a review, and go TSR. Piss out, guys. Go, birds. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pod where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of mass significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. Cause scouting is the business. You're welcome because it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away. No, all that's left to say now is welcome to the show. Because you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go. Well, I got to get it, put it in you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue.